Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. And we are going live in three, two, one. <laughs> you, you beat me to it today. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, welcome to the next episode. Uh, we're still talking about the Hero's Journey Guide Step Zero Part Two. That was a hand. That was a mouthful. But last time we talked about mindset, and then today we're going to talk more about knowledge, things that you kind of need to know in order to get started. That's why it's Step Zero is before you start. And um, it's not going to be too. In, I mean, it'll be pretty detailed, but we'll we'll kind of go through this more quickly, and we'll have future episodes that might go a little bit more in depth. But uh, yeah, any questions before we get started, Annabelle? I'm ready to take notes, Doc. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so one thing we need to talk about is uh, some just basic anatomy and physiology. What's going on underneath the hood here? Um, I think the body is complex to a lot of people. It is very complex, actually, but some people just don't even, you know, know what we're made of. Don't know the bones, don't know the muscles, uh, don't really know what's going on. So we're going to do a quick um, recap of some anatomy and physiology. Anatomy is basically the structure of the human body. Physiology is basically basically the function of those structures. <clears throat> and if I'm looking at you, Annabelle, and you're a human, we would classify that as an organism. And I think from an organism, we can work backwards um, and go to basically the very small, uh, the smallest part of a human, which is the cell. And I think we all know cells. Hopefully you uh, paid attention to biology in high school. That's right. <laughs> a cell is the basic unit of life. And there's actually things smaller than a cell. They're called organelles that um, make up a cell. Think of like the nucleus, mitochondria, cytoskeleton. I think there's like 12 or 13. Man, that is all slowly coming back to me. It's It's you're been like, a while. You're like, I had a homework assignment about this <laughs> many years ago. Yeah, many moons ago. Yeah, so you have organelles that make up a cell. And, and from the cell, a cell will then organize itself into different tissue. So you have organelles, cells, and then tissues. So depending on the programming of that cell, the cell will then become a different type of tissue. And unless it's a stem cell in which that's a different topic. But the reason we're, I'm, I, we're going through this to make a point later on. So I, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap back around to this. But tissue in the human body can be four different things okay i think a lot of us know of muscle tissue yep you know so that that's in the personal training and maybe bodybuilding world <clears throat> that is the one that gets the most uh attention it's you know take protein for your muscles and you know all this type of stuff and it's muscle definition and size and so there's muscle tissue which can either be skeletal muscle you know quads, biceps, you know, all the external muscles there, or it could be like cardiac muscle or cardiac tissue, like your heart, or it could even be smooth muscle, which is like the hollow, you know, visceral internal organs, like your pancreas or like uh, your intestines or something like that. So that's all muscle tissue. So it could be any one of those things. Gosh, I did not know there was that many in there. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's just under muscle tissue because then you have nervous tissue. 
you know, uh, basically your neurons, uh, they're made up of nerve cells and they carry messages and send signals and all that kind of stuff. So you have muscle tissue, you have nervous tissue. You also have what we call connective tissue, which basically supports and binds together other types of tissue as kind of the name implies can be stuff like bones, blood, um, even like lymphatic type of tissue. And the fourth type of tissue is what's called epithelial tissue. And that provides more of a covering, think like skin, maybe the linings of certain internal organs or passages in the body. But cells will make up tissue, and that tissue could be connective, epithelial, muscle, or nervous. Okay. So epithelial is more kind of like uh, the armor protecting it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's the armor. It's I mean, your skin is the protective barrier between mm-hmm. the outside world and your insides. <laughs> uh, simply put, so tissue, cells to tissue, tissues that make up an organ. So those different type of whether it's connective tissue or muscle tissue will then make up an organ. And when those tissues come together to make an organ, they have a specific job. So an organ, like the heart, has a specific job. The lungs have a specific job. Your muscles have a specific job. And that's an organ. And then when you put a group or a system of organs together, that's an organ system, which basically helps and gives you like advantage for survival. And that organ systems make up the organism as a whole, which in this case, we're talking about humans. Next week will be animals. (laughs) (laughs) We're going, we're going to be veterinarians here. So why do we go through that? We'll, we'll kind of, um, wrap back around to that. I want to make a good point um, from this here in a minute. But the big takeaway on anatomy and physiology is the body works together as a system. And if we want to optimize our health, we need to consider all the organ systems and how they interact with each other. You can't just go and lift heavy weights without thinking about your cardiovascular and like respiratory systems. You can't just isolate and want to work just the muscle tissue without thinking about your nervous tissue, without thinking about all the different types of tissues and organs we just discussed. Essentially, you don't want to be the guy in the gym who's allergic to cardio. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't be allergic to cardio. (laughs) But no, that's that's a good point. So big takeaway, we work together as a system. Any questions over basic biology, kind of anatomy and physiology? Man, it's... I took anatomy and physiology in high school. I, th- I think I did good enough. Yeah. Hopefully, if, she, if she's listening, I think I did good enough, right, teacher? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it makes sense. Yeah. So then we need to think about nutrition, okay? And I want you to think about this. Think about this. You are what you eat. Just think about that. Because a lot of people don't understand even how that system works. You know? So I'm going to be a donut. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so let's take donut for an example. So that donut, once you put it in your mouth and start chewing, will pass through your, it's called your GI system, your gastrointestinal system. Think about math or <laughs> math, mouth to anus. I, I combined <laughs> mouth to <laughs> anus. <laughs> think about your mouth to your anus. And basically all the tubing that goes through is your GI tract. So the donut enters your GI tract through your mouth. It'll mix with different types of digestive juices, causing, you know, larger molecules to break down into smaller. And then depending on the type of food 
Um, we'll talk about it here in a minute, like macros. Um, the body will absorb it uh, during a different time of that GI tract. And once it gets absorbed, it goes through the walls of the small intestines into your bloodstream, and then your bloodstream delivers it to the rest of your body. So, in short, for those who uh, speak the language I do, <laughs> you eat something, your body decides what to do with it, and then distributes it. Exactly. Okay. So, you are what you eat. Hmm. Um, so, what are... Animal, what are the, the three macronutrients? Protein, fat, carbs. Yeah, protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And here's the big question that I want to ask you and our viewers. Which one of those macronutrients are the most important? So if you're, if you're out there listening, think fat, think carbohydrates, think protein. Which one of those is the most important? Obviously, we need potentially all of them. But there is one that stands above the others. What's the answer, Annabelle? I would say protein for the gains. For the gains. <laughs> so you're, you're correct. Protein is, and, and I, and I want to explain why. Proteins are the building block of your body. Pretty much almost all lean, so like non-fatty tissue, is composed of protein. So think about all the tissue we just talked about just a minute ago, not just, as you're saying, Annabelle, the gains, like your muscles, <laughs> but all the other tissue, all the lean tissue are composed of protein. So therefore, it has to be the most important because it composes all the other tissue. So all four of them that you just mentioned are composed of protein. Interesting. So I think... You know, a lot of uh, gym bros might say, you know, oh, get your protein in because, you know, you need to fuel your muscles. And like, that's true. But even deeper than that, it composes all of your tissue. Everyone that we just talked about a minute ago is composed of protein. And, you know, obviously a protein is a molecule made up of amino acids. And it helps you with, as we just said, tissue structure. It can work in our hormone system, our metabolic system. It can help tra our transportation system, balancing acids and bases, uh, even like enzymes and help regulate our metabolism. They are the most important. I want to make that point clear. For multiple reasons, they're the most important. Hmm, I think, I don't know, maybe today, since we have also, some, some more things to cover, but maybe at some point is discussing the how much protein do I need? And yeah, we'll, <coughs> yeah, we'll have to, we don't want to go too deep in this yeah. one. We just want to get people and aware. Is there such a thing of too much protein? I think we should definitely cover that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that in a later episode. Okay. So this might draw some, uh, responses here, but I'm going to say that the next one, carbohydrates are the least important. There are some diets where people are getting minimal to no carbohydrates and are not just surviving, but there's, you know, they, they're actually thriving because your you body need carbs can. <laughs> so you, I'm not, we're not, we're not vilifying carbohydrates. We're just, if we're looking at them in the, as the most, uh, which ones are the most important and which ones are the least important, you can kind of put carbs at the bottom. You technically don't need them. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not saying that you, you should or shouldn't need them. I, I eat them. I, I think that you should, but technically you don't need them. Yeah, I guess you're you're referring to as like surviving, like as a bare minimum, what do you actually need to survive? 
Yeah, I mean, there's diets, think of the ketogenic diet that you're only getting a very small amount of carbohydrates. The rest is protein and fats. And uh, people are doing pretty well on those diets, I would say. But not not for this debate during this uh, podcast, but a carbohydrate is essentially uh, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. We call them sugars. And for the purposes of this, we're just going to break carbohydrates down into two type of classifications. They can be a simple carb or they can be a complex carb. So most simple carbs are not what we would classify, in our opinion, optimal. But there are some, you know, there are some fruits, there's milk that we would classify as simple carbs and they can contain some, you know, very valuable vitamins and nutrients. But a lot of other simple carbs have just honestly just been re uh, like processed, refined and, and stripped of their natural fiber and nutrients. Think of like candy, carbonated beverages, table sugar, added sugar, syrups. Like when I think of simple carbs, I think of it's too easy for your body to process. That's yeah. And that's exactly right. That's why it's, it's simple. Your body can simply, um, digest it and absorb it and then it's gone you can immediately get that sugar rush boom boom you feel good and then 15 minutes later you're hungry again and get the low so that's a simple carb we're i i would say and it's just a general rule avoid them i mean there's some fruits that are simple carbs and i think fruits are good milk is a simple carb we can leave the fruits out just to not confuse people for now but essentially you know candy Process, process, process. <laughs> yep. Processed sugars, avoid. Um, then there's what we'd call complex carbs. Those are going to be carbohydrates found in whole, unprocessed foods. Like we said, it could be some fruits. It can be complex. Maybe quickly just explain whole foods. Yeah, a whole food would be something that you can find out in nature. You can You can go to a garden and you can, you know, gather whatever type of vegetable, fruits that you want, uh, legumes not in a box not in a box yeah it doesn't have multiple labels if you look at it and it has multiple labels it's always like you know it contains it's why it may not be right it probably won't be a, yeah complex carb would be mainly fruits vegetables legumes could even be whole grains you know like brown rice or uh wheat like kind of that kind yeah. of bread and uh it's more complex because it takes longer to digest it, it because it's harder to digest it gives you a more stable source of energy like it'll it'll fuel you for longer it also doesn't spike your insulin levels up as much which people think um that's actually a benefit that you're not constantly spiking uh your insulin and your blood sugar levels mm. um so a general rule with carbs we're just going to say choose complex carbs over simple basically choose whole foods over processed foods when it comes to carbohydrates. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I'd say that's a good rule to follow there. And then the last one is fats. And a fat is basically a lipid or a fatty acid chain. They allow you to store energy. It cushions organs. It can make hormones. Uh, it allows you to, to absorb um, fat-soluble vitamins, which would be like um, vitamin A, vitamin K, D, and E, which are fat soluble. And uh, it definitely helps with cell membrane integrity. So again, go back to that cell that we just talked about. Fats are vital for cell brain, uh, cell membrane integrity and hormones and um, to be able to absorb vitamins. 
So they're important too. So I would say proteins and fats are probably more of the important macronutrients, carbs less. But I personally tell people that you should incorporate all of them in mm. a in a healthy way that you're avoiding um, some of like the simple carbs and yeah. some of the really fatty lean meat and stuff or uh, fatty meat. No, it's always interesting, especially with fat. I think it's everybody's always saying avoid fat at all costs. But, you know, there's good fatness. Yeah. So don't avoid fats. Now, there are there's debate between unsaturated and saturated. Um, there's also trans fat. And we're just going to go uh, go ahead and tell people to avoid that. Th- that's more industrial processed and it. It adds like a hydrogen. I'm not too I'm not too sure about the whole process there. Um, but most of the medical community says to avoid trans fats. And I think that's a pretty standard. It's not as natural. Yeah, it's not, na- it's not natural. So there's mm-hmm. debate about unsaturated fats and saturated fats. I'm not getting into that. I think they're both fine. Um, but unsaturated fat, just think about if it's a liquid at room temperature, olive oil, uh, avocado oil. And then saturated fat would be solid at room temperature. So think butter, ghee, tallow, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. More, maybe more animal fats is what we'd say is saturated. Okay. Yeah. So those are your, what we'd call macronutrients. Um, but there's also micronutrients. So think like vitamins and, and minerals. And those usually get uh, underlooked. Like people are like, oh, just hit your macros. I haven't heard <laughs> I haven't heard anyone say hit your micros. Dude, are you hitting your micros? Oh man, we, we got to bring that back. <laughs> I'm, I'm spot on this week. <laughs> Maybe did you hit your micros, bro. Uh, but th- they're very important for things like energy production. Uh, think like immune fuck sh- uh, function, um, and then like minerals definitely play a role in like bone health and uh, balancing fluids and. Stuff like that. So think uh, that these actually play a, a more potentially more of a role in your health and function. And most, like we're saying, simple or processed foods are stripped of these. So if you're eating more whole foods, they're going to contain these. Mm, yeah. I think a lot of times too with all these processed things, they strip the, the food of everything and we think that okay well it says that it's high in this one item or it contains more of this but we don't know always fully understand how the food or the thing is supposed to work together and we think we do and we could be missing or stripping it of some of the micronutrients that are very significant that's that's very true so we talked about basic anatomy and physiology we talked about basic uh, nutrition macros and micros and now we need to talk a little bit, at least about, you know, exercise science or the science of exercise. And I just want you to think about that as how does the body change with exercise? That's essentially what that is saying is how does the body react with this exercise versus that or these combined? Um, yeah, that's what I say. Exercise science means. If you move your body will grow. <laughs> if, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> so, Annabelle, what is exercise? Moving. Yeah, moving. And there was a there was a pretty good definition that I found out there. I think it, it goes pretty much something like this, that it's exercise is, is an activity that involves effort, some sort of physical effort. 
and usually it has a purpose, right? It has a purpose to change health or maybe even like keep like sustain health, but exercise usually has a purpose and it requires effort and people hate the E word effort. The elephant in the room. The, the effort in the room. <laughs> um, so thinking about this, thinking about exercise, I personally think that exercise can fall into four categories. Okay. So a few episodes ago, we talked about fitness and that there was 10 aspects of fitness. And we believe that those 10 aspects of fitness will fall into three or sorry, four main categories. So like the first would be what we just call cardio. So if, if you're looking at a type of exercise, some people choose cardio. Achoo, sorry, my allergies are coming up with cardio. <laughs> <laughs> you got your cardio allergies on. <laughs> and so if you th- think about from the other day when we talked about uh, potentially like speed or cardiovascular endurance or stamina, like a lot of those type of uh, that those aspects of fitness would fall into cardio. So that's one kind of bucket that you can think of um, in terms of how you would exercise. Think rower, bike swim, run, uh, elliptical, things like that would consist of cardio. And then the next bucket would be what we'd call resistance training, which you're using some sort of resistance, whether that's your body weight, like calisthenics, whether that's using bands, free weights, like dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, or even like machines. Like you're, you're using some sort of resistance to train your body, usually with the purpose of gaining like strength, and hypertrophy and that targets more of like the what we call the skeletal muscles from our, the, the skeletal tissue from earlier mm-hmm. uh, while cardio may will probably work more of your uh, cardiac tissue and i'm uh, honestly connective tissue with like how you anyway there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that but then there's also the bucket of mobility and flexibility so that would think like pilates yoga um, more types of um training or exercise that involves moving and holding positions and trying to like gain range and, and, and kind of master that range. And I would say flexibility and mobility is especially true if you don't really train it for the spine, like you might do, okay, let's say an overhead press. So you're pressing over your head. That's definitely helping with your shoulder mobility, but there's no spinal movement there. Or like when you squat, it's definitely working your ankles and knees and hips, like those that mobility, but your spine is still being neutral. So like yoga really looks at the like a rotation, side bending, flexion, holding these different positions, and it's better maybe for spinal mobility. Do not underestimate it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yoga, <laughs> yoga can kick your butt if you've never done it before. Yeah, you say you're squatting heavy, benching heavy, you're like, hey, how do yoga? You're like, oh my God, destroy me. <laughs> And then the fourth bucket would be like a sport. So that, I mean, a sport is definitely a type of exercise. So spike ball, soccer, basketball. Um, So if you think of those uh, four buckets, I would say that would, I would say that is like different types of exercise. You got the cardio bucket, you got your resistance training bucket, you got your flexibility, mobility bucket, and you got your sport bucket. And all the 10 aspects of fitness will fall into one of those buckets or a combination of those buckets. So that's what we'd say is like the different types of exercise. But we have a really important point to make with exercise here. Annabelle, what's the difference between exercise and training? Mm, 
I feel like training you actually have like a purpose or a plan. They are they are you know training is more of you having a a purpose or a plan. Like I just think about you know you're in a sport, you're practicing, you're training for a specific goal or objective. Mm-hmm. Whereas exercise is, I don't know, you just you're, you're just, just going out there. Yeah, <laughs> like we said, movement that requires effort. Yeah, you're just going out there to move. Yeah, and we're not saying there's anything wrong with exercise, but we do want people to not view it as it as exercise, but view it as training because training we have kind of defined means you have a specific purpose, like you said. And if you're not number one, measuring number two, tracking and number three, progressing, then you're just exercising. And I think if you're just exercising, this can lead to burnout and not hitting your goals because you don't have a plan and you're not even knowing if you're getting there. Well, it's also goes back to the other episode about having that uh, through your commitment. Well, what are you committing to? Mm, yeah. You haven't even, <laughs> you know, you, you have to have that in mind of what I'm working towards and apply everything that we've, we've, we've said. Right. Well, so real, like a real life example here of exercise versus training. You have two people. One person just likes to go on runs, just doesn't, just goes out a couple times a week and runs. And then the other person goes out a couple times a week and runs, but they have a watch and that watch tracks their miles and it tracks their time. And week by week, maybe month by month, they're trying to just 10 seconds off that time or, you know, be able to run just a little bit longer. And by just even just measuring and tracking, it's going to help you progress, which is going to positively benefit your health not to say that the other one's wrong like it is it's way better to go out and start is yeah, yeah it's way better to, start, better to start and, start and just get going but a lot of the times that might not lead to body like body composition changes which is what a lot of people want it might it might not help with lowering that the blood your blood pressure as much as you would want if you're not doing as much as you need and if you're not tracking, measuring, and progressing, then you might not get to that point. Better than nothing. Yeah, it's all. <clears throat> so my thought is this: it's better to start running than not, right? Correct. But you need to know where you're running to eventually. Right. Because, like you said, you're gonna get tired. You're like, man, I've been running. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> right. Where is this gonna end up? But better to start. Have a plan. So have your three-year commitment, like we're talking about. Have your goal, what you're gonna be working towards, and then break it down. That's exactly right. Uh, next episode, we actually are going to talk about what we'd call step one, which is take action. So we'll, we'll actually be getting into more of the nitty gritty there. Um, and then the last thing we want to talk about in step zero, this is kind of aside from all the others, is go get a checkup. Go, and this might not apply to everybody, but I would say for a, a lot of people, you need to go get your blood work. You need to see what's going on under the hood. If you have an injury or pain, I'm biased, but go see a physical therapist, you know, email us. I, I'll be glad to, 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 you know, have a consultation and talk to you about some of these things or even just your health in general. But a lot of people need to get a checkup. They need to see what's going on. If there, if you are pre-diabetic or diabetic, that might influence your nutrition choices. Like you might need to cut back on some of the carbohydrates versus someone who's not diabetic. So they're, they're, it's good to know where you're starting. So we always recommend going and getting a checkup or seeing a physical therapist if you have any type of injury or pain. No, because kind of like even everything we've talked about, you need to know where you're at right now 
to know where you're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody needs to get a checkup, get your butt work, and then go from there. I totally agree. So this ends uh, step zero when we talked about mindset and knowledge and checkup. And uh, next episode, we'll get into actual step zero or step one of taking action. Yeah. So again, you know, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Heroes Journey Physio Fitness. Send us any questions, um, topics you want to discover or discover. (laughs) Well, maybe you might be discovering or you want to discuss. And yeah, I think that's it. Just uh, remember, you're a human. We should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. And we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Yeah.